Hey, it's Josiah Novak, and welcome to the True Transformation Podcast, the top fitness podcast for men who want to get ripped, naturally boost testosterone levels, and use fitness as a tool to not only look and feel better, but improve all areas of life in the process. Welcome to the show. Buckle up. Life moves fast. Let's make it count. What's up, party people? Back again with another epic podcast today. Actually, this time I have one of my competitors. Yes, my competitors on the show. His name is Joel Staley, and he runs a program called Shed Fat Fast. And he's a huge proponent of intermittent fasting, and in this case, long fasting, right? So doing 24, 48, 72 hour, and even 96 hour fasts. Um, really interesting stuff. But if you've been paying attention to my social media, you've seen uh, Joel and I going back and forth on social. I will, I don't spoil it, but things get kind of dicey in this podcast. We get pretty controversial and uh, I think you're going to like it a lot. So make sure before you do anything else, you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to the show and uh, sit back and relax because this is a great educational and entertaining podcast, especially if you're someone out there who's trying to lose fat, who wants to just learn about the different ways to approach fat loss, um, I think you'll really enjoy the conversation I have with Joel. Uh, make sure you connect with Joel over on his Instagram, Joel Staley Fitness, and go check out joelstaleyfitness.com and uh, just start learning more about this fasting stuff because I think that there could be some really, really breakthrough moments for you, especially on today's show. Joel's got a ton of free stuff for you. In fact, we get it like really detailed with how to set up a fasting program. But if you want to learn how I use intermittent fasting, go to fastingking.com. That's fasting, F-A-S-T-I-N-G, king, K-I-N-G.com, fastingking.com. I have a whole resource for you. You can also go check out, I have a whole other guide on top of that if you want to go crazy and just lose a bunch of fat this year. Go to summershredcheatsheet.com. I'll put all these links in the description, but it's summershredcheatsheet.com. If you're a new listener, hoping to hook you up, get you started, get you some results, uh, and then I'll be there for you when you're ready to get serious. All right, so go check out the podcast and go grab all the free resources. Without further ado, here's my buddy, Joel Staley. I know you're probably in the midst of like an 80 hour fast. So ho hopefully you'll be able to keep up. <laughs> Just wrapped up a 96 or last night, my guy, dude. All right. We got to jump right into it. Cause I'll, I'll be honest with the audience. I know we, we like to play around on social media and goof off and shoot each other and try to take jabs at each other, but it's all in good fun. Honestly, I'm extremely curious how you pull off these long fasts. All the like I, cause I personally don't, I haven't, I've never gone longer than 48 hours. So I'm just wondering how the hell you do it. 96 hours. You said 96. Yep. Oh my dude. Let's, let's talk. All right. Walk me through it. How do you do it? What a lot of people don't get is the first 24 is the toughest part. If you say you have a big meal on Sunday night, come like Monday night, that's when you're feeling the pain. That's when you're usually your hungriest. And a lot of that is because we, we wake up with refreshed, renewed willpower every day. And then your kids are crying and your wife's nagging you to unload the dishwasher and you're stuck in traffic and your bosses. So by the end of the day, you're like, I need a quick win. I need to like get in the pantry, go crazy. Sure. So always that 24 hour mark is the toughest. Plus you're still burning carbs. So you're still kind of fighting burning sugar. We have all our clients start with a 36 hour fast, because once you wake up that next morning, if you can just push it a couple hours, go to bed, you wake up the next day in ketosis, meaning that the hunger pain should be pretty much gone. You have, once you're uh, fat adapted, of course. So if you've yep. tried keto or any sort of fasting, you'll be fat adapted right away. But you wake up 36 hours in and you feel like a million bucks, tons of energy. And one thing that I found when I started the program was it was going to be like eat normal. So eat all day, like two days and then do a 48 hour fast and then eat normal two more days and then 48 hour fast. The problem with that is when you're used to eating six times a day and you do a 48 hour fast, now there's like 12 times in that 48 hour span where you're like, Oh, I should be eating right now. So it's yeah. mentally draining you. It's physically hurting you. What we do for a ramp up before someone officially starts for about a week is we get them used to one meal a day and that's dinner. Mm. So for guys like me and you who are very busy and we're training clients, making content and doing all our stuff. 
it's very nice for me because I don't have to worry about splitting my day into fourths or fifths or sixths and going to get food and eating it and cleaning it up and then wrestling with that tiredness that comes after it. I just save all my calories as you will for the end of the day. So I don't have to really worry about it too much. It's very easy. And this way, when you do a 48 and you're used to doing one meal a day, it's like you're skipping one meal instead of 12 meals. Mm. So really getting used to pushing your calories and being productive throughout the day and doing things outside of just eating, it makes it so much easier. And then fasting actually becomes the norm as opposed to like always eating being the norm. And then fasting is this big to do fasting is the norm and eating is like awesome because if you get in my community, no one's eating like uh, a chicken breast and broccoli. What we have our clients do for the first few weeks, it's called, if you eat it, we see it. And what you'll notice, maybe I'll get you into my group, but people like their meals are like food channel worthy like mm-hmm. rack of lamb and roasted veggies and like a nice little bottle or a nice little glass of scotch. And it's like, you really get an appreciation for food when you haven't eaten for two days and you don't want to, uh, the light at the end of the tunnel to be like a drive through, um, burger and fries. You want right. it to be like an event. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all that makes sense. And I'm thinking about my own journey with fasting because I've been technically, I'm nowhere near the advanced level of fasting that you have, but for the better part of 10 years fasted, basically 16 to 18 hours a day. You're spot on. Cause we, this is why we don't tell our clients to eat six times a day is because you get into more of a habit of more than anything. It's not real hunger. It's just, Oh yeah, I'm supposed to eat. <laughs> I'm supposed to yeah. eat at two. I'm supposed to eat at four. And then you're battling that that habit of eating food, right? All the time. But for me, I still eat three times a day. So I'll break my, my fast. Then I'll have a meal four hours later then another meal, four hours after that. You're totally like, I'm thinking about the times I've fasted longer because 24 hours is always easy for me if I really want to. But then as soon as that 24 hour mark hits, I'm like, yeah, I got to eat something. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I'm always so used to it. End of day especially cause that's when you stop moving and you start hanging out with the family and sitting down and it's, uh, you're like, Oh, I'm sitting down. I'm relaxing. I feel like I should be doing something. Maybe that something should be going to get something to eat or something to drink or like getting into some trouble. Mm-hmm. Whereas man, I'll say I did 16, eight for like a year and it is hard. It's much harder. Really? I remember being that? at my nine to five job and like staring at the clock from 10 30 to like 1159 of like, oh, like counting down. But when, right. again, when it becomes the norm, you don't even think about it. And it's crazy to think about jumping right in all our new clients. We warn them. We say the first week we call it hell week. And for a lot of guys, it's simple, but it's easier to undersell it and tell them it's going to be very difficult. And then it's easy. And then say it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And then it sucks. And they want to charge back or something. Yeah. But it takes about a week of actually implementing this. It's not an overnight thing, but come week two, much easier. And week three, four and on, it's like, it's crazy how well your body reacts to it. So let's go back to that week one, because I I think this is really interesting. I actually like this a lot where you talk about lowering the frequency of their eating and getting them to eat one meal a day, like a main meal a day. Is there anything specific that they need to focus on that first week in terms of like food choice, or is it basically just like, Hey, stick to protein, veggies, fruits, carbs, or whatever for one meal. Cause it's going to be really hard unless you're like me with a massive appetite. I could probably put away 5,000 calories in a meal. No problem. But is there any, any kind of guidelines on what someone should be eating? Like in the, that one meal? Well, there's a give and a take. And by that, I mean that we don't restrict anything. However, If you do a 48 hour fast and then you have like, let's just say you have breakfast for dinner, you have a huge stack of pancakes, like the rock, Mm -hmm. you are going to be feeling it immediately. You're going to feel very lethargic and like your digestive systems playing catch up. And then even the next day, your fast is going to be tougher because you're getting out of ketosis and then you're getting right back into burning carbs. So you're fighting that same fight for the next 24 hours. So sure. a lot of our clients do like to, at least while they're dipping their toe with fasting, stick to more of a ketogenic approach. And that way you stay in ketosis and then moving into your next fast is easy because your body's already burning all the fat it needs straight from your gut. And you're not having these cravings. However, man, sometimes like 
I like to eat and I like carbs. So I'll just take the end. Plus my body's so used to fasting now. It really doesn't hurt me too much, mm. but I'll, I mean, I don't restrict carbs whatsoever. You just have to be cognizant. That it's probably going to be like 10 to 15% tougher than it would be if you stayed more keto and less carbs. So you're coming off a 96 hour fast now. So I, cause I, you stay like for the audience, I mean, who doesn't follow you or doesn't know who you are. Like if I look at your pictures, I'm like, dang, this guy's freaking you're ripped. I mean, even if you weren't as ripped all the time as you are in some of your crazy picks, like you're still way below the average body fat and, and what I would consider like an elite level of fitness. How long did it take you though? Cause you've experimented with, like you said, different things. You tried the 16, eight or whatever, like 96 hours. Walk me through then what the rest of your week looks like. Cause what today's Friday. So I'm terrible at math. So what is that? Like a five day fast, right? Is that five days? Uh, four days, four days. And what's funny is it was supposed to be a 48. Okay. I don't like long fast. I like 48s and 72s. I've done a handful of fast longer than that, but I did a 48 and then we got really busy we ended up opening our pool at that 48 hour mark. So I was like working out in the yard all, all night. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, Oh, I could just push this to a 72. I don't have to worry about it. And then the next night I very rarely go longer than 72, but again, I got super swamped and it was either, I had like the mental battle because after 72 hours, I wasn't even hungry per se, but I just, I mean, I like food just as much as the next guy. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to eat, but I was like, all right, well, I can either figure out uh, like a quick, I can go drive through somewhere or pick up a little Caesars made to go pizza or something super easy. Cause I didn't have anything laying around. I didn't have time to prep the stuff I was going to make, or I could just push it one more day. And I was again, so busy. I was staying productive that I just pushed it again. So it wasn't even really an intentional 96, mm. but that just goes to show like, if you have a lot of stuff to do, <laughs> yeah. it makes it very easy to fast because you don't have to worry about it. It's one less yeah. thing to, to do. Yeah. I mean, staying busy is something that is a hack for sure. When it comes to fat loss, not just staying busy. Like, I mean, obviously if you're active, that's a bonus too, because you're burning more calories than you would be just sitting around, but you know, keeping your mind, you know, occupied is so vital. I tell guys find a book that's like super engaging or a podcast, right. And that'll take your mind off food pretty quick. That's really interesting though. So let me ask you this. Cause I know you have, you're married, you have twins, you have kids, you have three, right? Three kids. Mm -hmm. You're living the dad life, right? How do you, how do you get your wife on board with this? I'm curious. Like, is she cool? Like, yeah, I don't care if you're not eating what I make or like family dinners and stuff like that. It's just kind of, Hey, Joel's just there for the conversation. <laughs> how do you, no, how do you and, and yeah, that's, that's a, always a common concern. Cause that's a very important time is your time around the table with the family. And what I really like about fasting besides the quick results uh, and like, you don't have to really think about it too much is that you plan your meals around your non-negotiables. Mm. So say like my wife's making dinner Tuesday night, Wednesday night, I have a client meeting Thursday night. I mean, that's three meals I got to hit. Yeah. I could still knock out a 96 if I wanted to, but it's those nights. There's that old joke of being married is just asking each other what's for dinner for like the next 50 <laughs> years. So it's like, if, if you got to ask me what's for dinner, like, I don't have a dog in the fight. I'll just fast. <laughs> <laughs> what restaurant are we going to? Whichever one you want. Yeah. I don't care. None. Whatever. <laughs> Save me 200 bucks on the check. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's a good, that is funny. Cause there's a lot of truth behind that. Right. It's like, that's totally spot on. Like asking what's, yeah. So what we say is you work your fasting around your life, not your life around your fasting. So if there's like, I mean, I had a client, I posted this on my Facebook. She might've saw it a few weeks ago, but she, which we only train a handful of women, but she skipped her like birthday dinner. Mm. I'm like, you're totally not getting this. You work the fasting in when it makes sense. And then like the birthday dinners, the family dinners, the client meetups, all these things, that's when you like eat and enjoy yourself. Sure. Sounds like too, I mean, with the calorie deficit that people are creating, even just their BMR, right? Like, let's just say they're laying around all day, which nobody is obviously because we're hardworking men out there trying to get after it. You're burning whatever you're burning every day with your basal metabolic rate. By the time 48 hours goes by at a minimum, most guys are probably 4k to 5k into uh, a deficit, right? Mm -hmm. So technically like if you're fasting, 
that in and of itself is a pretty significant deficit to create every week. So technically, like if you had a week where maybe you have more meals that are important that week than a previous week, you can still get away with like, I have a crazy week this week. I'll use myself as an example. Yesterday was my son's birthday. So we went out to eat for, for his birthday, Mexican food today. I, there's no meals that matter today. Like if I was following the, the Jill plan, I don't have to eat today. Tomorrow though, we have a birthday for him again. His friends are coming over and I technically probably don't need to eat to be honest, but my family will be in town. So tomorrow night, I definitely have to eat. So that would be two meals. But then I'm looking at the weekend and I'm like, there's really nothing else. Like my wife and I have date night next week. So I could totally just not eat and have like these big meals that I actually enjoy. Kind of, it does start to make sense. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, food is such a social event, especially in the summer. So we got a pool in towards the uh, end of last summer. And if people come over, I'm grilling and we're having drinks and we're having a good time. It's those like rainy days where there's nothing to do and I have no one to meet and wife doesn't want to make dinner. Then it's like, okay, well, if I have any weight to lose, I'm not going to force it and just eat just because I'm going to fast. And that way I can hit my fitness goal. And then by the time that the next event does come up, I can let up on the reins quite a bit. Sure. So there's probably a laundry list of questions that people are starting to form in their head who are listening. One, I think that I know would be top of mind is how does this impact your workouts? Right? Because you obviously, I mean, you're, you've done physique competitions, your physique, you're not some like runner guy walking around with no muscle. Like you have a lot of muscle. So how do you, do you structure your workouts to be on days that you're having food or do you just are you're so used to fasting by now that you just train on whatever schedule you're on, no matter what you're going to want to train while you're fasting because it's just going to get you into ketosis quicker. So I think it was Tim Ferriss did like a 10 day fast many, many years ago. He was medically supervised and they had him in like a hospital bed. So he didn't move at all. So like you're talking about, he was laying around, not doing anything for 10 days. Mm. And I think I'll mix up the numbers, but the point stays the same. He lost like 15 pounds and like 10 of it was muscle. And that is because you're elongating that process that it takes from going from burning sugars to burning fat. Once you get into ketosis, your body does not want to burn muscle. So that's why it's important to be active when you're fasting, because you just shorten that time to get into ketosis. Your body wants to burn fat. It sees like if you have 50 pounds to lose, if you have a big old gut, once it runs out of carbs, it's like, oh no, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then it sees this big plethora of calories on your gut. And it's like, oh, let's start attacking that. You definitely want to lift, you do cardio if you want. If you're just doing cardio for fat loss, I mean, you have to do a lot of running to compare to like a 24 hour fast. So I typically just would rather fast, but sure. not a big cardio guy. But there's also hormonal benefits. Uh, like your human growth hormone gets jacked up up to like 2000%. So I would definitely recommend taking advantage of those hormonal benefits and, and lifting some weights. Otherwise you will, I mean, you'll lose weight if you fast, but to make it so you lose fat and not muscle, you, you should be lifting weights always. You make a, a good point, right? Because you do need to create a reason for your body to want to tap into body fat, right? I would probably argue that walking, if you're going to do cardio, walking is probably yeah, the best big time, right? Running and doing sprints and hit cardio and CrossFit and all that. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably not going to be your best friend if you're fasting and trying to tap into ketosis. Cause you're just, that's sugar-based activity for the most part, even though I'm sure there are guys out there who are keto that <laughs> do all that stuff. But plus a uh, lot of our clients are thirties, forties, fifties. So if you're out there, man, I, I hurt myself doing sprints out of nowhere, like three or four years ago, just cause I thought I was still 20 and I went out to the track and started doing some hit sprints and I like tore my hamstring. I felt that pain for six months. So just your risk of injury for doing that crazy stuff. And also yeah. I, everyone's different, but any, I can lift weights and it doesn't induce hunger for me whatsoever. But if I go do some like intense cardio, I'm starving afterwards. Yeah. So it's really not conducive to what I'm trying to do. No, I, I, I would say that at least in my experience with guys period who are trying to lose fat or stay lean, lifting weights is one of, is basically your number one asset, right? Because for whatever reason, I don't care about food after I live for the most part. And most guys I work with are the same. However, if I go do 45 minutes on the stair climber, I'm like counting the minutes yeah. <laughs> until yeah. it's time to eat. It, it, it probably just, in my opinion, it is cardio is it's hard to, you know, 
you know, balance the aerobic anaerobic cardio because your, your heart rate and like people just don't understand how the body can tap into sugar so quickly or whatever. There's just a lot going on internally that is hard to understand. So your body is seeking fuel, I think faster after cardiovascular versus just straight lifting, right? It's probably seeking more protein than anything that may already be in the body circulating that, you know, it can tap into for whatever reason, lifting weights has appetite suppressing quality. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Let's say someone like who's maybe a few levels below us in terms of body fat, right? Who's like not obese, but maybe let's call it 20% body fat, right? Is there like, do you have tiers of guys who come into the program who are like, Hey, you have a ton of weight to lose. You can get away with more fasting versus someone who's like, I only need to lose 20 pounds. Maybe you don't need to fast as much. Like what, what are, do you have anything like that? Or is it basically just individual preference? I'll say anything uh, like 30 pounds plus guys take very well to fasting. It's Mm. almost like that switch. I told you about earlier when the body's like, I've been dependent on all these carbs that he feeds me to burn. And then once you stop and it realizes, Oh my God, I didn't even like, how is this whole huge mountain of calories behind me? I didn't even realize it. So it just starts attacking that. So bigger guys, I mean, they come into my program, we tell them to do a a 36 or 48 to start off. And a lot of them push it to like 72, 96, hundred plus because the scale's going very quickly. So they're always pumped to wake up and and see their results. They're not hungry and their body feels really good for the first time in a long time because they're not feeding themselves shit that they can push the fast easier. But then what happens is once they get down to like, they only have say like, 10 to 12% body fat, your body does start fighting you a little bit more, which is another reason why I really like to stick to 48s and 72s uh, because they're shorter. Anything past 72, I start to feel. So like you were asking about workouts, my workout yesterday, I had legs on day four of my fast. It sucked. Like I had to sit down and take breathers in between squats. I couldn't go as heavy, but 48s and 72s don't really even affect me. So I would say bigger guys can get away with longer fasts and less refeeds, but even leaner guys, like I, I got an in body last week and it said, I was like 8.5 body fat and I did a 96. It wasn't a big deal. So you can mm. definitely still do it. And what's nice is I know another big concern is like, and it wasn't mine too. Cause like you mentioned, I'm a physique builder. I don't want to be like a little twink or whatever. Sure. I don't know what I can say on your podcast. Now you can say whatever. <laughs> don't worry. But I was like, am I going to lose all my muscle? Yeah. I need protein every 30 minutes is what they say. But again, that's where that human growth hormone and and getting into ketosis really helps. You really don't lose any muscle, which is like the craziest thing in the world. If you told me this years ago, which someone tried to years ago. And I I remember thinking like, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. And then it was like 10 years later. I was like, Oh man, that dude was ahead of his time. He was very smart. Yeah. No, I I remember back when it was just the forums and stuff online, like we didn't have YouTube and Facebook and everything. It was just like bodybuilding.com or a flex.com or whatever it was. There were guys talking about fasting and like, they were basically like kicked out. (laughs) It's insane. Like, what are you talking? No eat right after your workout. What's wrong with you? Right? Like, so I think we've come a long way in a very short period of time where fasting is still highly misunderstood. And, and oftentimes I think like, we'll get into some of your tactics here in a second, but you know, I think people do fasting wrong too, right? Like they don't knock out some of the little variables that can make the fast actually enjoyable. Right. Which I was going to ask you about, like, what do you do? Cause you talk about your workouts starting to suffer. Is there anything you do to make sure that your workouts and just your overall energy is as good as it possibly can be? Yeah. So I don't have any laying around right here, but electrolytes is huge because I tried doing a 72 hour fast years ago and it took me like five attempts because around 48 hours to 60 hours, I was just lightheaded and lethargic and felt weak and kind of dizzy when I stood up from the couch. And then I I got wind of like electrolytes because it turns out when I was working out, I was sweating them out and I was peeing them out and I wasn't replenishing them like you normally would with like salt and sodium and magnesium and stuff in your food. Once I got my hands on electrolytes, I went for a 72 and that was actually my first 96. Again, I was busy and I just pushed it because I was supposed to eat at like nine o'clock. I'm like, dude, I'm going to bed at nine 30. I might as well just push this thing. I feel good. So electrolytes was the biggest game changer. 
but I mean, I can't stress enough. Fasting is obviously free. <laughs> we we don't, don't have really to pay guys. No, <laughs> we don't sell fasting. It's been around since, I don't know, like Adam Eve. As yeah. a matter of fact, I joked on a coaching call last week. We're only in this like hell on earth because Eve broke her fast with that damn apple. <laughs> She could, if she was fasting, we wouldn't even, if be she would have just done a 72, bro. Like what? Well, we wouldn't even know each other. We'd, we'd, we'd be paradise. paradise, dude. If she just stuck to her fast, <laughs> we'd all be shredded with no clothes. Cause but the thing is like, uh, what we sell is a community and support and accountability. And that's why, I mean, I'll tell anyone what to do. 48s and 72s back to back to back till the facts are gone. Yep. The problem is when you're doing it by yourself, especially if you do have a wife that's like, Oh, you're not eating again. I wanted to go get tacos and margaritas or your friends are like, Oh, not eating. That's so bad for you. And everyone's against you. Mm-hmm. Then you're just not going to stick to it. And it'll be like everything else. And it's not going to work. Whereas when you have like an accountability coach, you got me, you got the community, we're holding you accountable and you're invested because you've paid us then you're going to take it seriously. And then a weekend you're like, Oh my God, where's this been my whole life? Totally agree. Yeah. I, I, we give away our whole program for free on our content. I mean, we, I literally have probably five to 10 people a day message me like, Hey, I, I got in shape just following your, your Instagram posts. I'm like, that's awesome. Right. Yeah. Because honestly, like being who we are, we don't sell fitness diets and stuff. Like you can go find all that stuff for free. Like you said, fasting is free. Like, Hey dude, there's this crazy thing. You just don't eat food. (laughs) Like imagine trying to bottle that up and sell that. Right. But the community. And then what I tell guys is we help you create an unstoppable mindset. If you can be an unstoppable, if you have an unstoppable mindset in your fitness, that translates to everything else. Right. Like I'm sure I became an entrepreneur, man. It was like after 10 years of working hard on my physique and being like, Oh wow, there's an equation. Time and consistency and hard work equals an awesome outcome. What if I applied this to something besides my physique? What if I built a business? I started posting content, reaching out to people and figuring it out. So that's, what's nice about fitness is it's very physical and you can see the changes, but then you realize like, Oh, I can do this with any aspect of my life. Totally, man. Yeah. It's so funny. Yesterday was my son's sixth birthday. It was it's close to the anniversary of me being full-time online, right? Like just doing everything with no other distractions, no other businesses or opportunities, just fitness. And I made a post six years ago that said, if you want to be successful, be consistent. That was the post. It got like, like five likes. (laughs) I was like, who is this guy? Like I, I had no traction. So for fun, I made the same post yesterday. If you want to be successful, be consistent. It got like 1200 likes, Dude, but it's a six year overnight success, right? And it's just like fitness, the fasting. I mean, think about how fast you can get results in fitness versus business. Like, dude, (laughs) you can get lean in 30 days, like really, you know, way leaner and 30 days in business is probably not going to see too much uptake unless you're just like Elon Musk or something and you're a genius and you're probably won't even make your first dollar. Right. Oh yeah. You won't even see a profit for maybe even longer, way longer than that. I mean, geez, like we're talking, it could be years before you see significant money, but yeah, I mean, that's, it's just so there's so much crossover. If you learn how to control upstairs, like, and, and I think you make a great point with how we treat food. 90% of the time we eat, I would, I tell guys this all the time is like, we eat just out of boredom or we eat because everyone around us is doing it. And it's just the thing to do. Like we have no clue why we're even eating. Like, why am I eating this hot dog right now? I have no, like, what am I doing? Well, it's because Mike over here is doing it. <laughs> Dude, that. And so those two things. And once you spike your blood sugar and it starts coming back down, you're hungry or you're craving again, two or three hours later. And that's how I got into 16, eight was because I had just finished my fourth men's physique show and I was tracking calories and macros And I was like, I'd done three previous every time I ended up binge eating and gaining like the 25 pounds I lost within a week or two. It was like, could not stop eating. So I was like, all right, I'm going to eat every time I'm hungry, but I'm going to eat nothing but clean food. So I'm going to stick to like my meal plan, but I'm going to give myself more calories. So I'd wake up at 5am before I went and worked out. I'd have like two cups of oatmeal at 5am. And then by 730, I'm starving by 10am I'm starving. And it wasn't until I, uh, so like 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., I'm eating every two or three hours. It wasn't until I got into 16, 8, where I realized like, oh, I'm not really hungry until after my first meal at noon when I eat. 
because the whole thing, why I got, why I started YouTubing looking into fasting was when I did that and I tracked my calories after my show, I was at like 5,700 calories, mm. all clean food, but I just couldn't get enough. And I was eating every two hours. So I joked to my wife when we were going to bed, I was like, my maintenance calories is like 2,700. I could not eat anything tomorrow. And I would still be above my maintenance for both today and tomorrow. I'm like eating over <laughs> double. So then I woke up the next day early, of course, eating my oatmeal. And I was like, fasting, does anyone do that? So I, I don't even think I put in fasting. I'm like not eating for a day. And then Kino body came up, Greg O'Gallagher, yeah. whatever his name is. <laughs> so then I was like yeah. 16, eight, man, that's crazy. I could never do that. And then I, I tried it for the next few days and it was tough for the first couple of days and it got easy. And then like months later I did my first 24 and, but yeah, man, it's like once, once you pop, you just can't stop. That is very true. And a lot of money goes into making these snacks and processed foods, hyper palatable. So you never get full. You just get hungrier, which is kind of legal legal drug dealing. I mean, literally that's what it is. Like we got, we all go get our fix down the street at the grocery store at 7-Eleven, wherever it's constant supply and there's a huge demand. I'm curious because you brought up a good point with fasting and, and what you were experiencing post-show. Because I, I did a couple of bodybuilding shows back in the day too. And I did, I remember like instantly, I mean, the first week you feel like a superhuman because you're getting such a massive amount of nutrients and pump and all this extra water that's in you. You're just like, you feel incredible and you're still lean. But then all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I'm adding weight rapidly and I can't stop eating. Right. So in in your system now, how do you help guys combat that binge potential? Right. Like they go 48 hours, 72 hours, 96, like they start adding their fast up and all of a sudden they get to the end of the tunnel and they're like, fuck yeah, dude, it's time to go eat. Right. Like, how do you work with that? How do you help them to have a healthy relationship with food? Yeah. First, I want to say my, my experience was a little bit different, which is why I'm very, I want my clients to be able to eat whatever they want because mine wasn't like, all right, now I get more calories. I'm going to keep eating clean. Mine was like, all right, I haven't in 12 weeks had a cheeseburger or pizza or a donut or a breakfast sandwich or nachos or margaritas or anything I want. So it'd be like two weeks of playing catch up and eating like shit. And then it was like, all my shows were in the summer. So it was like, I'm looking all diced and peeled up on stage. And then I'd be invited to a pool party like two weeks later. And I got like a little belly now. And I'm like, dude, I, I already know these guys are going to talk shit. You still got the <laughs> fake hand though. It's just a belly. Yeah. Well, like, well, I thought I just saw this guy on Facebook two weeks ago. He was ripped. Now he's got like a little beer belly. Freaking catfish me. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of, um, I guess it does feed into your next question. That is part of what does allow people not to binge is because nothing is off limits. Uh, you're not denying, you're just delaying, but there's a lot of factors that go into it. Number one, your stomach is a lot smaller once you're, when you're fasting. So you get full so quick, your eyes are almost always bigger than your belly. For example, after my 96 and I got to stop going to the grocery store when I'm fasted like that, but like hour 95, you're just crushing the aisles. Dude, I got like a bunch of bacon wrapped steaks. I got some chicken grillers. I got some roasted vegetables and I got like, my daughter loves bacon. So I got a package of bacon and I was, I was like, Oh man, I'm so ready to eat. I'm just going to air fry this bacon up so I can snack on it while I'm grilling up all these steaks and chicken and veggies. Mm. I ended up eating like three quarters of the thing of bacon and like, I couldn't finish my first steak and I had some vegetables. So you fill up very quickly. Yeah. So also it sounds like you're eating, you know, like the power foods is what I call them. Like they taste great. Like who doesn't love a freaking steak? Like it's amazing on the grill, but it's also got a ton of nutrients and it's very nutrient dense. Right. So you're not just like, yeah, I was so hungry. I went to Arby's and then KFC and came home with like buckets of like mashed potatoes and shit, like steaks, veggies, chicken grillers, bacon, like these are all like very satiating foods. And check this out. I mean, imagine that you wake up, you have a nine to five job, you wake up, you drive through McDonald's and get a couple, uh, I don't know, whatever the breakfast sandwiches are called snack a little bit at work. And then you go out with the guys and get like a Chinese, all you can eat buffet at noon or one or two o'clock. You could have a steak at like five or six o'clock with the family, it's not going to, you're just kind of going through the motions at that point. You're like, Mm -hmm. compared to that McDonald's and that 
all I can eat Chinese food. The steak's okay, but it's kind of, it's kind of, I'm going through the motions. Yep. You have a steak after a 48 hour fast. It is dude. I'm telling you, it's like better than sex. You like, <laughs> oh, you appreciate food. A lot of people. So it's funny. We don't get a lot of referrals for our program, even though our client results are insane. And it's always the same story is our clients circle and network. They always say, Oh, I could never do. And that's why we only mentioned fasting one time on our sales script. When someone books a call, we're not like telling them, Oh, you're, you're going to eat three times this next week because people would Mm. think about it too much and they wouldn't do it. Everyone says, I love food too much. I could never do that. I love food too much. You really appreciate food when you're eating less. So you're Mm. not wasting refeeds on garbage or like pick it up and grab and go snacks and shit like that. Like my refeeds are, gigantic (laughs) and, but they're all good food. Cause I could have, even after my 96 hour fast, I could have had a plain chicken breast and broccoli. I would never waste a refeed on that. But if I did, it would have tasted amazing because I just wanted food at that point. Whereas if I had a chicken breast and broccoli after a full day of eating, I'd be choking it down. Sure. So it's just kind of a perspective thing too. So you're coming off a 90. I mean, all that makes sense. Like I'll, I'll never forget like doing body bodybuilding shows teach you like when you're getting six, 5% body fat and like chicken and tilapia starts to taste like heaven on earth. And you're like, Oh my gosh, this is fucking good. Right. I'm curious though. So you're coming off a longer fast. You had, you know, steaks and and all that. What are you going to eat? What do you need now? Like the rest of the day, like what does your diet look like? And then when do you jump back into another fast? So I'll do uh, one meal a day tonight. Tonight's Friday. Typically on uh, weekends, dude, I just eat whatever. Okay. Like my wife likes breakfast. We like to have breakfast as a family. Everyone's home. We're bored. So it's more of that social event. And then I kick every week off with particularly because a, I'm cleaning up after the weekend. So it kind of washes that out, but also Monday's by far my busiest day playing catch up from the weekend. And then I have my group coaching calls Monday night from five to six and from six to seven. So it only makes sense that I push it work all day, Tuesday. And then I typically do one meal a day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then again, come the weekend, depending on if like I have fitness goals at the time or not, or I'm where I want, or I don't care whatsoever. I'll just try to either keep it a little bit cleaner or go all out. Doesn't sure just depends. So do you have, cause you've been doing this so long, like, like me, like I could get shredded without tracking a single thing, right? Like I just know what to eat, what not to eat, how much to eat all that stuff. Right. Especially if you throw in fasting in the mix, if I'm doing one meal a day, oh my gosh, I'll be fucking shredded in like two weeks. Right. Uh, I'd be hungry, but I'd be very shredded at this point though. Like if someone's coming into your program and they don't have the experience that we do yet. And they're like, don't know how much protein or carbs or fat or anything. Is there any macro tracking or are you just kind of like, these are the foods that are going to give you the best bang for your buck? Because the, the reason I ask is the, the system that you just set up with a nice 48 hour fast to start the week, one meal a day until the weekend, that all makes sense. But I'm, I'm thinking like on the weekend, even if someone doesn't have some kind of guideline, right. Of like, cause I know me personally, I could go blow six, 7,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday if I was brand new to the game. Right. And I'm just like, oh yeah, I can eat whatever. And I'll try my best to stay under, you know, whatever, or eat this type of food. Is there any kind of guideline on that? Or you just kind of say like the fast is basically going to take care of it. We don't need to worry about it. No. So I don't have 50 pounds to lose. So that's why I can get away with eating all day, Saturday, Sunday. And a lot of times, even Friday, if I'm done working by three and Amy wants to go get like happy hour sushi or whatever, like I'm not going to be like, no, I can't eat till seven or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but my clients, when they get to 8% body fat, they can live it up on the weekends until then. The norm is typically one meal a day. Unless like you said earlier, if you have two events in a day, I mean, that only happens every so often. So eat it sure. both. And then just fast later, but typically it's one meal a day at the most. Uh, and another misconception is like one meal a day and I got to eat like a bird. No, it's like fasting and feasting. So eat until you're full, but I'm telling you, especially if you're sticking to like whole natural foods and meats and vegetables and stuff like that, you're going to be full pretty dang quick. Yeah. I would assume so. Especially if you're coming off, like, I guess, however they start the week, if they do like a 48 hour, even if you're doing a 36 hour, I mean, you're not, your stomach's going to shrink. Yeah. Um, 
So if they're doing a 48 or 72 and then they jump into one meal a day. I think the big takeaway here is like, you're literally training them not to care about food all day. Right. Which yeah, dude. Is half, I mean, I think more than half the battle. I think it's a sad reality. And I've been there many times in the past, especially after the show is like, if food is the highlight of your day all day, find a hobby or find a passion or do something else. Sure. But if you're living for your next meal all the time, you're missing out on a lot of other things life has to offer. And you're feeling like for the end of the day, man. I mean, if you take it back to like our hunter gatherer days, like you had to earn, you had to go out and kill what you were going to eat. Mm. So instead of waking up and eating right away and then eating and eating all day till you fall back asleep, like go set some goals for the day, make a to-do list, kill your workout, earn that dinner. And then by the time you are sitting down and eating your dinner, you're going to feel like more fulfilled and that you actually earned it rather than you need to eat constantly just to, uh, I don't know, stay alive. Yeah. A hundred percent. So when you're fasting, cause I know, I'm just trying to think of all the questions our folks are going to want to have or will have what's anything off limits besides calories. Obviously like, can you do like you do coffee, you do diet drinks, like what do you energy drinks, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, uh, like I got my black coffee right here. I went ice today for some reason, but black coffee pre-workouts fine. The electrolytes are good, man. They taste like Kool-Aid. They're so good. Yeah. It's almost like you're cheating. That, and that was another reason when I was trying to do the 72 hour fast, it was so tough is because I, it was a water fast. I wasn't allowed like black coffee or anything, mm. but no, you can have like Gatorade zeros. You could have energy drinks, which I mean, you should probably limit those anyway. Like sure. I'll have maybe one a day, a few times a week, mm. but anything zero calorie. And then there's a, uh, Dr. Jankwish or whatever his name is. I don't, I don't know, but he came out with a, uh, supplement called Fortigen hmm. and it was for people going through like chemo or something that had no appetite and help them retain muscle. But they say, and I don't know how the numbers work. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it seems to really work. Fortigen's like four calories and it gives you an equivalent of like 50 grams of protein is what it oh says, gosh. but it's really good about, um, suppressing your appetite. Huh? Is it like amino acids? Is that what it is? It is, but leucine in the amino acids does spike your insulin. It kind of takes yeah. you out of the fasted state. So I, like I said, it's kind of a gray area, but if I'm doing a, like a 48 hour fast, when I would have dinner on like, let's say Monday night, I'll just do two scoops of Fortigen. It's eight okay. calories and supposedly like a hundred grams worth of protein. And it really fills you up too. So mm-hmm. I, I, we definitely say that's cool. Pickle juice sounds kind of funny, but I went and got some pickle juice during my 96. Cause I was starting to feel like the electrolytes weren't working anymore. It's kind of crazy. You're like kind of tired. And then you have like a shot of pickle juice and it's like, you're going down a roller coaster and like you wake up like oh almost God. like taking a cold showers pack oh with sodium and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah. Anything zero calorie, you'll be fine. You do like artificial sweeteners in your coffee or just drink it black. I just drink it black. Yeah. You're a real man. <laughs> yeah. Dude, coffee's like tequila. I don't drink it for the taste. <laughs> yeah, Even exactly. though I, I, black is good. What's funny though, is I, if you put cream in your coffee for like two days, going back to black is rough. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is rough. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you're like, wait a second. I like milk a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean, that, yeah that's, that is very true. Yeah. Going. Yeah. I feel like you, if you're going to do the black coffee, just don't go back to putting stuff in it. Cause you'll, <laughs> And you could probably put stevia in it and, and stuff yeah. like that. Like the very low calorie, natural stuff. It's not going to make or break you splitting hairs at that point. Sure. Last question for you. What is your training schedule? Like, I mean, how, how often are you in the gym? Four days a week, five days a week. How, how often do you lift? I need to get to the gym, man. It's like my stress reliever. It's my, I wake up from a baby crying every morning and then it's, family time till I drop Kennedy off at school. And then I get my gym time, which is my time. That's where I listen to podcasts or audiobooks or music or whatever. And then as soon as I get back to my office, I'm dealing with either my coaches or my clients and then it's back to family time all night. So my gym time is very sacred to me and I love it. And I feel like I'm an asshole if I don't get to the gym for like two or three days, because I don't feel good about myself. I have all this extra energy. I haven't been able to get out. So I lift six times a week, typically push pull legs. So I'm hitting everything twice. Nice. 
but that's not really because I have to as much as like, I really, I've been telling myself for 10 years, just mentally, I don't know if I've even said it out loud, but as long as I got a lift in that day, it, it was a good day for me. <laughs> that's how important it is. I'm very similar. I don't necessarily preach what I practice because I think we want to give people a lower barrier to entry where you say like, Hey, I go to this gym six days a week. People are like, what? I haven't been to the gym six times this year. Right. For me, the gym is literally just where I recharge. I don't think anyone has to go to the gym six days a week, but I also think there's probably an argument for like building the habit, right? I could get away with three workouts a week because my, those workouts are going to be spot on. Like I'm going to be pushing it, killing it. But if I don't haven't been to the gym in like, you know, six months, and I only go three times in a week. Well, that weekend where I don't go, I may not go back for a while because just don't have the habit yet. I'm not going to say who, but there are guys out there who really stress this like two to three days a week in the gym. Like don't let fitness take over your life. And I'm like, that definitely makes sense. You shouldn't be obsessed to the point where it's unhealthy, but it's hard to build a habit. If you're only doing it three times, I think it's really important to, to maybe do it a little more frequent. Like we, we recommend four uh, to five days. I recommend four for my clients as well. Usually like an upper lower split. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's those commercials where someone's like, it's the Snickers commercial or whatever. Like you turn into like a whiny little bitch when you're hungry. It's like, that's me. If I don't go to the gym, it's like, go grab a lift. <laughs> well, what also you, I don't blame someone who's been trying to go to the gym, but they're not seeing results and they're 50 pounds overweight. So they have no energy and sure. So usually it's when guys start seeing results on the scale and they have more energy and they're like, Oh dude, this is working. Like I, a, I have more energy to get to the gym. And now I feel like I'm actually going to see some muscle because I'm losing this uh, layer of fat that's over it. So I, I get a lot of guys that don't necessarily want to go to the gym at first. And then by the end of their 12 weeks, they're like marathon, man. Yep. Yeah. You're right. There's like a relation to, I don't know, I guess the, I've, I've been, I don't know if I'd go to the gym if I didn't see any results, like yeah. 15 years later, if I still looked like when I started, I'd be like, why am I wasting my time? But once you start seeing results is like the business or anything else. It's like, Oh, okay. The more I put into this, as long as I keep attacking it, the results will come. hundred percent. I think more now it's like fear of me losing my results. Fitness coach. Like who's going to take you seriously if you look like crap. And plus dude, there's the older we get, the less quote unquote competition you have when like you go to a pool or the beach or the lake, of course the 18 and 20 year olds are jacked and sure. looking good, but dude, there's not other 35 or 40 year olds that are still looking dice. There's like one or two of us. Yeah. So we can show those old 18 year olds that the old man still got some fight in him. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, like you're spot on, especially like your circle of friends. You secretly have a little, maybe a little competition with each other. You know, I know me and my guy friends do like, even if we don't say it, like, there's always a little bit of, like, Ooh, let me see what I can do. Right. So yeah, man. I mean, the older, the, every five to 10 years, it's like the percentage of people who are in shape gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. So it's like, not to be a dick. I made a post on Facebook. I got probably the most hate ever, but I was like, next time you go to a public place, look around and see how many people are in shape. And like, you'll notice like everyone's obese and it's like fucking true though. Like, and I'm not trying to be a dick. It's just like, it is true. Really, it's true. And I'm not like, I mean, I, okay. I am like the guy. Cause I'm a fitness guy. I do pay attention to this stuff, but like, I'm not saying go out, shame people for maybe a little, <laughs> it might help, but like literally just look around. There is literally no one in shape. And you're like, Holy crap. Like I can totally be a one percenter and be way above average just by getting into like 15 to 20% body fat range. Like it's absurd. And when you start fasting, another thing you realize is people are constantly eating, which makes sense for what you're talking about. Like they go from drinking their Starbucks to like, so let's say we're at like my nephew's baseball game. You, there's no one on the stands, not eating a hot dog or popcorn or candy or just random like you can't just sit there and watch the game. You constantly have to be doing this or you're going to go crazy. <laughs> it's not, and you really don't realize it until you've started fasting yourself and you're like, Holy crap. I'm the only person at this movie theater. That's not eating, which I'll eat at movie theaters. That's kind of different, but like, it's the mall, it's baseball games. It's anywhere you go. People just sure. walking around. They're like eating chips, public pool. All the little kids are fat. Now they're all eating like chips out of the bag and like, dude, it's sad. It, it is. It's their, it's their parents' fault. 
A hundred percent. And nothing, I mean, being a dad, your kids start getting invited to birthday parties and uh, apologies in advance for all the friends that listen to this <laughs> invite me to your parties, but I go and literally dude, like the pizza's there, the cake's there. They line up to get all the stuff. But who's right behind the kids, the parents. Oh yeah. I'll take two slices. Oh yeah. I'll take a slice of cake. And I'm like, and I'm not even, I mean, I even be like fasting, but I'm just like, why would I like, we don't have to eat this guys. Like I even encourage my kids, like just half a slice or like, don't go crazy. Cause you're literally going to feel like crap in 30 minutes. And what do you know? Like 30 minutes after all the parents are sitting around, like their, their eyes rolling back of their heads. Like, Oh, I got to get home. I got to get out of here. I feel like, I'm like, yeah, you just crushed like 2000 calories of sugar. <laughs> and I'll give it to, I mean, it's easier said than done. My sure. Kennedy, my three-year-old, she doesn't like cheesy eggs for breakfast anymore. She wants the Mickey mouse egos and toaster strudels and shit. But sure. even like last night, she, she keeps wanting ices. And I, was, I went to the store and I got like a bunch of fruit. And I was like, well, we don't have any ices, which was, I did like to my three-year-old <laughs> judge me if you want. But I was like, but we got these cotton candy grapes and now she loves the grapes. So even if it's just like, it doesn't have to be hardcore, but you have to first realize like, all right, am I setting my kid up for a lifetime of struggle and ridicule and lack of confidence? And if I am, what small steps can I take to mitigate that and set them on more of a trajectory of success and a healthy life? Mm, yeah. It's kind of what I'm working on right now. Well, you're doing a great job, man. Um, I know we give each other shit. It's all <laughs> the cats out of the bag. I, I do en enjoy your stuff. We may have slightly different styles at times, but I think what you're doing is really, really awesome, man. Likewise, man. You know, I love you. Just no, of course. <laughs> I'm still 50 pounds bigger than you, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just genetics guys. It's just genetics. No, nah, dudes in all seriousness, where, where can people who are listening, uh, learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, Add me on Facebook and let's just connect. You can go to joelstaleyfitness.com or I think it's joelstaleyfitness.com slash dads dash free dash guide dash one. Maybe. I don't know. I'll send it to you if you have show notes, but just, go just to joelstaleyfitness.com and you'll, and you'll find it. But dude, add me on Facebook because I mean, even if you don't want to like sign up for my program, if you just want to connect and ask me any fasting related questions or Instagram. I'm always on there. I'll be happy to help anyone out. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you a plug. If you're looking for inspiration, like you post like insane amount of before and after. So go check out Joel's Instagram. I think you probably have like a hundred pretty badass short transformations that are like, Holy crap. Like that guy looks like a different person. So yeah, like definitely if you're looking to get a little fire up, you know, on your ass or whatever, get out, go and check out the before and afters. Cause that, that always gets me fired up. I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah I'm going to go yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna work out. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's epic, dude. Well, I appreciate you spending an hour with me, man. This is awesome. I'm excited for, for my audience to check out what you're doing. Dude. Thanks for inviting me. I'll, I'll come back anytime. And if I ever uh, get the balls to start a podcast, you'll be my first guest. <laughs> Hell yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening to the True Transformation Podcast. Make sure to subscribe and leave us um, a review. A review. Come back next time.